Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. Welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is PGP number 90, a historic moment here on the Permission Granted. As always, there is a multitude of ways for you to get this bad boy. It has its own iTunes feed these days. So go to, on, go to iTunes and search Permission Granted, and you'll find us there. Subscribe for free. As always, it's still available on the regular DA show, show podcast feed on iTunes, and then also it's available on Facebook, facebook.com slash The DA Show, and we always tweet it out as well. So coming up here on today's show, today's podcast, we've got uh, Mraz discussing, I think, well, i got to ask him what he's discussing with uh, with Jolt and Joe. i got a feeling I might know because they told me a story about Jolt and Joe from over the weekend when I came into town. When I came back from uh, vacation, I came back into town the other night, but I don't know if that's what they delved into, but... Uh, I'll probably end up blowing uh, Jolt and Joe's cover on this one. Uh, But I'm sure that the bulk of this PGP is going to surround myself and uh, my culinary prowess. Uh, As as the oldest of three, um, there were times that I was in charge of uh, getting some food on the table for my brother and my sister. There were times when my parents were both working that uh, we had to fend for ourselves. Now, I'm not going to say that I went to any great lengths, but, uh, you know, every so often had to pitch in a little bit. Uh, When my mom was away and it was just my dad at home, he's not the most skilled cook, so I had to chip in there. And when I moved away uh, for college and then beyond, I had to kind of be able to teach myself how to to eat, how to cook, um, because I really love to eat. So when I hear... Stories like Joey Waller or uh, or Ackerman or any of these guys that uh, only eat microwavable meals because they're lifetime bachelors and they don't know how to cook yet uh, into their 40s uh, and beyond, I am blown away, completely blown away. I feel like uh, every guy should have some ability to to handle themselves in the kitchen or else we've lost our kind of... Uh, whatever it was that made us cavemen like yeah i know that we were the hunters and the women were the were the were the mothers we were the hunter and gatherers but at the same time you can't be asking your wife caveman your cavewoman to be cooking like the saber-toothed tiger you've got to be able to cook it over the over that flame so whether it's uh the italian in my family that helped teach me how to cook whether it was um, being the oldest of three, helping out my folks when they needed something um, cooked or whatever it was, or being on my own for so long, uh, I have needed to be able to, to cook. And I think that it's a very important thing for guy, even if it's only working the grill. I think working the grill is the absolute baseline of being a guy. You have to be able to cook a decent burger, a decent dog, and a decent steak. And if you can't do that, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I re- Honestly, I don't know. Like... Even if you were going to cube all day, you should be. That's the baseline of being a guy. Cook a piece of meat properly. So that brings us to the turkey. And when is it okay 
to cook a turkey? And is it okay to cook a turkey in the warm weather? Uh, it is May the 10th, 2016. And today, I cooked a turkey. And for that, we bring in Mraz now. Uh, Mraz, you were one of the guys last night that was a real... Heck of an introduction Thank into you. there. You were one of the guys last night that uh, that really encouraged me to do this. Yeah, because I I almost feel bad for for turkeys in a way. Well, interesting. This probably sounds wrong because <laughs> the turkeys have been killed yeah. for us. But that beside the point. They're Circle definitely of life. dead and frozen. Right. Is that people just forget about them? They're delicious. Why should we only have to eat them in the months of November and December? Let's uh-huh. say. Even by February, when it's still cold in most of the U.S., people don't cook enough turkeys. You lean on the chicken cutlets and meatballs for the most mm-hmm. part. Why forget about turkeys or even a simple thing like a turkey breast? <laughs> the meat is delicious. It's good. And there's no reason you can't eat it during the summer. I go to many barbecue places, and they offer a barbecue turkey mm. option where mm-hmm. you get the turkey with a little barbecue sauce on it. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Turkey should always be served in all seasons, all the time, and I'm proud of you for cooking today. Well, thank you. Uh, the background is that I bought a turkey for myself. I've never cooked a turkey before. My, uh, It's usually my Uncle John that cooks the turkey that we all go over to his house. Um, occasionally, my mom will cook a turkey. She'll also cook a goose for uh, Christmas. And I love large game. I love large fowl. I love large birds. I really do. Just not foul odor. You just love actual fowl. But if you gave me a rotisserie chicken every day, I I think I could eat a rotisserie chicken every single day. I absolutely love rotisserie chicken. And I really love chicken skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. chicken skin. Uh, so it's good for your coat, too. Grows a lot of hair. That's why my back's so hairy. Is that right? Eat a lot of rotisserie chicken. What happened to your head? Blood flow. Oh. It's a blood flow situation. Okay, okay. So I bought this back in November because I wanted to have a secondary Thanksgiving at my place, and nobody's kind of bit on it. My my girlfriend is not a uh, a turkey fan. Uh, None of my friends or my uh, family want to come over to eat the turkey, so I just had the turkey in the freezer. So I open it up, and I'm like— It's sad to me. It is sad. To have those kind of friends. Yeah. What, they're too good for turkey? They can only have a chicken quesadilla and a Dos Equis? Come on. Yeah, I know. I guess people just... Didn't you go for dim sum a couple weeks ago? Have mm-hmm. a freaking turkey over dumplings. Mm-hmm. I think there is something about getting together for a family meal that only really happens when it's cold. Right? Do you have a lot of people coming over for like a sit-down meal? They might come over for barbecue. Easter. Like... Okay. Not yeah. terrible. But here's my question. People in Florida, isn't it warm during Christmas for them? It's true. So what do they do? It's true. I they cook know, a bird. Maybe people up here in the north, uh, they just feel like they don't want to be inside or they don't want to be in front of a, an oven all night because when it gets warm, you finally want to be outside and you don't want it to be too hot. I, I don't, don't I don't get it, though. If you have a couple cocktails and everything like that. But I'm not like lying, that, right? Like, yeah, have you no. ever sat down for a roasted turkey outside of the cold months? No, even if my family or extended family do some kind of, hey, come over on Sunday for dinner, it's never some kind of roast in the never. oven. Never. It's either we're cooking the Italian kind of meal or you're barbecuing. Absolutely. So I agree with you. It's something weird about it, and I, I don't like it. I'm with you on here. So I said I have to cook it, um, and I'm just going to cook it for myself. And so you encouraged me to do this. Now, you've cooked a turkey before. Mm-hmm. I've cooked one turkey and two breasts. I usually only deliver on Christmas Eve. <laughs> what? And then what? <laughs> what? One turkey, two breasts. Right. It okay. was turkey two years ago. I've done a breast in back-to-back years here. Okay. Plus, I usually do something else, maybe a little pork loin, something like that. And then the next day on Christmas, what do you guys eat? Uh, Christmas, we end up going to my uncle's house, who usually has like a ham. Okay, like a Christmas or, ham. Or like a pork loin. Usually, uh, my family does a double meat. 
situation. Double meat. Double meat. Like a ham and a pork loin or something like that. That's two pigs, though. That's two oinks. But different kind of pigs. We're talking about a white pig and a pink pig. Yeah, I think it's the same type of pig. It's just cooked differently, I think. Perhaps. Still delicious. Tastes like two different meats from the same animal. Okay. Personal animal. Okay, so uh, so you've cooked it before, and you were encouraging me to do this. And, um, yeah, I mean, I... I Felt like if you could do it, I could do it. I, what does I, that mean? I needed the li- well. <laughs> if you had not screwed it up, that it couldn't be that hard. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's actually fun, and I'm sure you had fun doing. It could be a little pain in the neck, but when you get into the spices and figuring out the way you're going to season it or anything like that, it becomes a little bit of a fun project. Yeah, it's not bad because it feels like you're accomplishing something. Yes, it's a 13. I did a 13 pound turkey today, and it took. Three and a half hours to cook. So, you know, you're not, I'm not usually cooking for three and a half hours. Right. And you got to baby it. You got to, you always got to be moistening it up. You you kept telling me, got to baste it, got to baste it. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to dry out. You want the juices flowing top down. They're all going to puddle up on the bottom and the bottom will be juicy. But as long as you keep, you know, every, what was it, half hour or so? Were you doing it? Uh, Yeah, half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. Keep basting that up. Keep it nice and moist. You get a moist, moist, Delicate meat coming out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting hungry already again. Well, okay, so I had you try at least the drumstick before we went on the air. And I got to give you an A-plus for your seasoning job. Okay. It was a lemon pepper grind with olive oil. Which I thought was delicious. Uh, I've done some different things as well as far as seasoning and stuff. I had never, and I'm a big lemon pepper guy, I had never gotten lemon pepper on the turkey. Okay. Uh, with the olive oil, I've been there before. <laughs> okay. That was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. And I don't I don't like handing out these compliments. As you right. can see, I Little Caesars I took down on Monday's show. <laughs> yeah, you did. This was far from Little Caesars. This was very good. Okay. It was moist. And the meat was, oh, hit the spot. And I'm a white meat guy. The leg gives you the dark meat. I thought it was great. That's good to hear. Thanks very much on that. Here's the one thing a caller said last night. He said, uh, don't be afraid to undercook it. Because how often have you had the overcooked, dried out bird? It's like eating popcorn in the movie theater. You start choking on it. Yeah. You need <gasps> you know the that gravy. Noise? Yeah. Uh, and so that was the one thing I said, I don't want to overcook it, uh, but I wanted to be safe about it. Well, yeah, you don't want to, all of a sudden you're cutting it and there's a you know, pink around the middle. That's no yeah. good. But the one thing that's interesting is I cut into it and there was a little pink and there was a little, like, it was like a little juice that came out that was like a little pinkish. I'm like, ooh, maybe it's not done yet. But what I found was, I was like, I'll cut this piece off and then just let this sit on the stove. What ended up happening, as it as it uh, cooled, it ended up turning white. Yeah. Yeah, the juices soak in, and it's like, yeah. a, it almost like it cooks while it cools in mm-hmm. a way. And mm-hmm. that's why they tell you, don't just take a, a roast or a turkey or any kind of bird out of the oven and cut it down right away. Mm-hmm. Give it a chance to cool down a little bit. And mm-hmm. it might sound like, oh, I want to have a pipe and it'll still be warm for you. Yeah. No, that's the key. That's the key. You don't want to cut it too quickly on that. No. Not at all. So um, so I did the video on it. I don't right. know. The, the video was fine. I didn't think it was anything. I think you're underselling the video a little bit. You really? I didn't think it was that great. I tweeted this. I tweeted out the link as well at Mraz CBS. And yeah. I, uh, at the end, I, I thought your ending stunk, quite frankly. I didn't think there was enough of a payoff in the ending. Okay. But I thought, I thought the whole movie thoroughly was good, and it made me laugh several times. There were a couple scenes there. Okay. Not to ruin any spoilers, when, you, when you're examining the neck... Yeah. And you're saying, I guess this is the neck or whatever. <laughs> Maybe you didn't mean for it to be as funny as this, but it's shaped like a male anatomy part. Oh, yeah. So by I you, thought it might but, be turkey 
Right. So, sure. by the way, that would have been, you know, the Patrick Ewing of Turkey, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> but you're examining... You're examining... You're examining whether that's the neck or not. That made me laugh very hard. And then... All of a sudden, well, a couple things. You you line up the stovetop stuffing for like a, a shot to show that you've gotten the stuffing. Yeah. Something about the way you line it up is funny. Then you bring in the fact that you're going to base this in a beer. And no, you don't go Bud Light. You don't go Miller Light. You have some Russian beer you can't read the label a Russian on. Russian lager. Right. Which you said you ran downstairs. I'm assuming this was probably left in your fridge or something like that. And you sold it for dramatic effect that you ran outside to get it. No, I went down because I wanted to get the sto- uh, stuffing stovetop. Right. I had no beer left. So um, I was going to just do like a regular Bud Light or whatever, but I said, eh, you know, I don't know. It's a turkey. It feels like it needs more than that. Okay. So this was like an international microbrew. I thought it was kind of cooler. Uh, either way, obviously the taste delivered. I thought that was very funny. when you And then you spill it. Yeah, I dropped you it. You knock it over yeah. and you don't cut it out. You acknowledge <laughs> the fact that it was knocked over, which I thought, again, made me laugh. Yeah. So and what is the movie? Three and a half minutes long, mm-hmm. something like that. I got at least three solid chuckles. The problem is, by the time it ends, you know, you show basically a picture of the leg, and you go, I need to see a thoroughly eating this thing for a good 45 mm, seconds. Okay. I need to see uh, almost like a man versus food shot, where you get Adam Richman with the face giving you the, oh, this is good, something like that. You look, as you're, as you're, Great point. As you're watching the video, you're picturing the smells, you're picturing what the apartment smells like, you're selling all that. At the end, you want to picture... Put yourself into your shoes and be the one tasting it, if you will, mm-hmm. while watching the video. And you didn't give enough of that at the ending. All of a sudden, the ending just felt very rushed. And I compared it to Gone Girl. I thought Gone Girl was an excellent film yeah. for an hour and 40 minutes, probably a little longer than it needed to be. And then the ending just left you scratch your head going, what? And that's how I felt about this film. There was film. no payoff. You're right. right. There was no, I didn't, you didn't see me eating. The only thing is, I was alone. So it was right. going to be hard. I guess I could have set it up. And then just kind of plowed through some turkey and just had it. Running. Yeah, just like you set up with the stovetop. If you were just sitting there eating it and you, you give a, you sell the facial expressions a little bit, mm. I think that really would have would have encompassed everything. And I think you would have done the turkey market some good because yeah. I think you would have had people running out to get it. I don't know that people watch this and go, now I have to go make a turkey. Had they seen you facially enjoying the turkey, mm-hmm. they might go do that. That would be my only recommendation that's, for the that's film. A good point. That's uh, that's a fair criticism. Yeah, there was no payoff at the end. Thankfully, you didn't waste an hour and a half. It was three <laughs> minutes on the film. So overall, I, I recommend seeing it. Uh, so that's available on our Facebook page and on YouTube. So you're going to have uh, Jolt and Joe come over here. Yes, and I got to say, I heard your intro. Jolt and Joe did not want to get into mm. what you had previewed. But since he's not in the room now, we can discuss mm-hmm. what has happened uh, since it won't be discussed. We'll do it being. tastefully. Uh, over the weekend, he uh, well, he's a swinging bachelor. Oh, yeah. He's very, very single. Very bachelor, uh, and he's out on the prowl. He's doing all the tinders and the bumbles and all this stuff. Right, and let me preface this by saying his he lives at home with his parents, so it's been documented he has to play a lot of road games, quote-unquote. Right. Yeah. But his parents are currently away. Yeah. So the home venue has been opened up <laughs> almost like Saratoga, where you get it for a you know a couple horse races a year. And this everybody is, packs the stands. Every, yeah, so the stands have been packed for Joe here, uh-huh. and he has a chance for American Pharaoh to have his big moment. Right, and so this past week... This past weekend, he thought uh, he had a good situation going, but it was a false start, we'll say. Very false start. Uh, I would say compare it to a scene in the movie American Pie. Yeah, it was. Uh, it had nothing to do with a pie. No. It was just... Um, hmm. The game ended before it ever got started. Pretty much. There was a forfeit. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. sort of a forfeit. Yeah, they basically had to reschedule for the, because uh, it was a rain out, they had to reschedule the second game. Yeah, or you could go, the starting pitcher gave up 10 runs before recording <laughs> an out. And got the hook. Right, right. Yeah. So the fans thought they were getting nine innings. <laughs> yeah. Not the case. Yeah, right. So you will not be addressing that. No, he wanted to avoid, so I gave it to him. There was enough enough else to discuss. Number one, uh, Joey Waller, breaking bad news of Joey Waller. He came out with a list of the 10 funniest people who work behind the scenes. I saw you won that. I did win this, and uh, Jay Berman as well. So two guys who are on the DA show often, so me and Joe discuss, are we the funniest show in the building? Now, wait a second. Berman won and you won? Well, no, no, it's the top 10. All right. We both were on the top 10. Right, I was number one. I won. I was number one. But nonetheless, with all the people that are either producers mm-hmm. or anchors, two of the top six people on there are represented on the DA show at least three times out of the week. Yeah. So when you can encompass everything, we had we were pretty well represented on that list. This is the third time you have won the Wallies. Yeah, he's done it all three years, and uh, he has elected me or the voting committee, which I think is just him, has yeah. elected. And you got us. You weren't here, Joey Waller. I'm going to get to this with Joe, but just to preface it, was releasing the list last Friday at 5 p.m. on Twitter and promo that it was coming out. But he was here by 4:30, so rather than have a crowd around him, he went to a secret location in the building and rattled <laughs> off the tweets to release the list and came back in like a hero at about 5:15 to get everybody's thoughts. So he's only done this for the three for the last three years. Yes, yeah, and he usually waits till like. And a you've won per- all three years. The list has changed, but number one has not. He finds me to be the funniest person behind the scenes in this building. Wow. So I must be doing something right with him. I guess. I bash him a lot, too, for his weirdness, but he must like it. I guess he kind of likes it. Yeah. He rewarded me, too, by giving me a bunch of mini Reese's peanut butter cups. So that was a nice. That's what oh. you get for winning a Wally. Well, that, that's... They were an... white chocolate, too, which was good. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I hadn't either, but they were good. White chocolate peanut butter cups. Yeah, the Reese's... Mini. They were minis. To the victor go the spoils, I yeah, say. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Now I feel like that. Yes. You feel like more more turkey. I feel like peanut butter But the cups. turkey will give you the sweet... That mm-hmm. saltiness. Ooh, get a little sweetness cooking. Uh, there's a little bit of white meat and dark meat that I brought in for you for you to still finish. And it'll be finished before the show ends this evening. You're going to be asleep. In I actually, you know what? I bet you that's finished before I get this podcast. <laughs> uh, side B with Jolt and Joe now. All right, welcome into Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Sean Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show, back basically playing caddy here on the second half as DA has returned from Florida. I am joined by the prestigious, the associate producer. Is today's prestigious right? I don't know. But it's Jolton Joe D'Aluizio who hasn't been on in now a couple weeks again. Joe, even though it seems like you don't want to be here, I welcome you back to the Permission Granted Podcast. I always want to be here on the Permission nah, Granted no, no, no. Podcast. Yes, I do. You're making up things already. We no. just started. Okay. And you're making things up. All right. Here, now, listen, as you know on the Permission Granted Podcast, for those of you listening, we do like to take you behind the scenes into real-life stuff and and real-life newsroom events, and I'm going to take you to no longer than five minutes before taping here. When Joe walked through the door, he still has his jacket on. Uh, he walked in a little later than he usually does, not late because he does arrive early. And I said, I'm hey, never Joe, late. Let's get that start. Let's get that handled. I didn't say you I'm were saying, late. I got plenty of time. I'm not. I don't start till 4 p.m. Eastern time. Joe, let me finish. Okay. All right. You came in and I said, Joe, hey, can we just bang out this permission to write a podcast real quick? Because uh, it's now, the taping is now Tuesday. A lot of times we tape on Monday and get this out by Tuesday. So, all things good, we're telling you guys we're taping this on Tuesday. Uh, DA will be in pre-show for for uh, to tape what you've already heard. 
now as you're listening because that's a little that shows you a little cyclops that we're in. We're taping side B before we actually tape the beginning. And you, Joe, I need you here so we can get this cranked out so that I'm comfortably done. I could do the CBS Sports Minute. I can eat my dinner and then tape with DA. And you have thrown me an attitude. Are we going to tape now? All right. Can I eat? Can I sit down? Can I put down my stuff? Why can't you just be happy to sit here and talk to me for a couple minutes and have some fun on the PGP? I am thrilled to be on the PGP. You know I love being on the podcast. I don't know about that. But for goodness sakes, can I just come in, put my bag down? Can I log on to the computer? Can I maybe... For what? Eat so- because I just walked in the door. You you hounded me. Wait, wait, it's not like you're walking home and like the wife is like getting you to just take out the garbage. Just let me settle down. But you could settle down after this, and then you don't even have to worry about this. Don't you understand? This is already done, and then you sit down, and you're like, oh, and man, not I don't for have to worry nothing. about that. You said you got to do the sports minute, blah, blah, blah. We usually tape after you're done with the sports minute. Right, but if you listen, you doofus, I want to eat my dinner at 4 o'clock oh, Eastern. Oh, so because you're... A f- well, I was going to call you what? an F, F word, but yeah. I decided not to. Back off. Because you're a chubbo and want to eat, now we have to cater to you. Literally and figuratively? Yes. Speaking of catering, Joe, are you excited for what's going to come down here on Friday? Oh, I can't wait. Okay, so now a little follow-up to the Permission Granted podcast of a couple weeks ago when we had Shane from Chipotle on, which I think was the best Permission Granted podcast to date. And he, he sold us... On everything Chipotle, that it's healthy, it's safe to come back to, and I never left. I'm loyal. DA was the one who bashed him and thrashed him. As it turns out, uh, as a thank you for their appreciation, Chipotle, with my uh, my birthday is coming up Friday, is going to cater us some dinner, and this is coming up Friday, and I'm pumped up, man. We're going to have these trays of rice and chicken and making burrito bowls and tacos, and, and everybody a little fiesta Friday. Everybody's have a little fun. What do you think? You got what you wanted out of them, I'll tell you that much. What does that mean? You got free food. I didn't want the free food out of it. The goal was some kickback and no, some food, no, and no, you got that. No, that you w- wanted to satisfy the Buddha belly, and it's going to happen on Friday. So I don't like the accusations thrown at me. That wasn't the end game. The end game was to defend a place that I love and I have loved and been loyal to for years and years and years. That was the end game. Now, if what happened on what's going to happen on Friday happened, well, that's just an extra bonus, but that wasn't my end game. I'm calling your bluff there, but you know what? I, hold on, though. You know what I'm really interested about seeing on Friday when the food comes? Okay. It says 20 pe. It's going to uh, feed 20 people, it said? Yes. If A, it actually feeds that much, because that's a lot of Chipotle, if yeah. you think about it. Like, how much but of they're not what counting, are we getting? They're not counting 20 of me, though. You know what I mean? So are they counting, counting 20 of me's? 20 of DA's. You know, people that peck away like birds. So that may. So you may be able to handle half of it. Yeah, I listen, there's a lot of people. We got to start. I know we're talking about this on the podcast, but you almost got to start keeping it quiet around the newsroom because people are starting to bellyache and, and talk. I mean, and you know what? Some of these WFN people, oh, what's is, going on on Friday, whatever? Next thing you know, that's why we're getting it later on. You don't want it when all the salespeople come in. Who are you? Get off my freaking burrito. Another thing is, you know, you go to Chipotle, uh-huh. you, you either get regular meat or double meat. Here we could have some triple or quadruple meat action. So Joe, we, we got to watch out. That's a fantastic point. Now, I looked up online because I've been researching this a lot because I'm really looking forward to it. We have, I believe you're going to get chicken, okay. some steak, and I believe carnitas, which is like the pork. I don't eat that. Okay, but I might put a, a triple play in my burrito or burrito bowl. Go all three meats. Have you That's ever done you that? something you can't order. No! Wow. So since I've got to have my own spoon in it, could you imagine? Oh, that sounds like a lot of meat 
and a I lot might, of juices. I might get the meat sweats. Now, let's be honest. We might have to put a third body on the DA show Friday because if we're stuck for the face with Chipotle an hour before the show. I'll tell you what. I'm we gonna, might need like the Yankee bullpen with Batances, Miller, and Chapman. You're going to need guys because, quite frankly, we'll be you know, circling to the Banos. I was just about to say that. My stomach is still not 100% from the food poisoning. Oh, I can mommy. guarantee you that I'm going to have to go to the end zone at one point during the show. To the five, to the end zone? Right to the end zone. It's going to happen. And maybe DA's going to have to deal with that. He might be working with an empty control room with phones ringing off the hook at one point. Well, I'll tell you what. Meat sweats and bombs away. <laughs> I'm a little concerned with DA because, you know, DA's got to eat the got to eat the Chipotle on Got to eat the meat. He's got to eat the meat. DA hasn't had Chipotle in a while. Uh-huh. He's already, you know, he already hates it and thinks he's going to get, you know, E. coli and get sick from it. It's, it's a mental thing with him, and it's going to be well, a mental that, thing with him on Friday, too. He's well, going to eat it, but he's going to be mentally shot. He's going to eat it. It's going to bother him. What if DA's got to go to the end zone? Well, again, Joe, as we mentioned about five minutes ago on the side B, I'm going to take you a little behind the scenes here. In our first year doing overnights, Myself and Kenny Brock, who you since hated because we mention him all the time. I here. don't hate Kenny. You just have, you just love Kenny too if, much. If you listen to the show on a frequent basis, the breaks are supposed to be, we're supposed to take breaks at 15 after the hour. At the bottom of the hour, we're supposed to hit an update. And then there's a hard out of 55 after. In the first year, two years of the DA show, we were on overnights and the clock was different back then. But there was still a break at, I, I believe, 20 maybe, a break at 40. However it was. Yeah, it was like 20, 40, and then that weird one at the end, that was like three minutes all the time because right. nobody followed the clock. In the middle. That was always, and DA was never good with the clock. Well, in the first year or so, DA must eat something a little uneasy for dinner. <laughs> a little uneasy, okay? And DA is is not the slob that I am, and even to the extent the slob that Brock was, and not the slob that Peter Schwartz was, we're talking about the overnight. DA is very conservative, especially when it comes to talking about toilet trips and such. Like me, Berman, Brock, we can joke around about that stuff all the time and have a laugh. DA is a little more uptight about it. He finds it very disgusting. He's in that in that realm. Now, since he's loosened up because he's worked with us. But in that first year, he ate something a little uh, that didn't sit well with him. And all of a sudden, at 8 after the hour, okay, we're supposed to break, I guess, at like 20 after the hour. I'll never forget this. He starts waving his arms at us, get ready for the break or whatever. He does a little tease, throws the break. We had never seen this happen before. We said, "What?" Well, no. He took off like a bat out of hell for the bathroom. <laughs> he was walking like he popped both hamstrings running down to first base. And he came back just in time for us to bump, bump back. I was going to basically have a taped interview ready to go. And he said that whatever he had for dinner didn't sit well. And he had to go like he wouldn't believe. Now, so that maybe three years later could happen here if they're a little Chipotle. Yeah, that could happen, except there's different circumstances. As you said, the, the clock has changed. So he could throw the break in that first segment, okay? Right. He could toss to the update early in that second. But if something starts kicking in that third segment... Oh, it's a hard out at 54, He's right. in the middle of the ocean. He's drowning. Yeah, that might be a tap on the shoulder. Berman and Mraz carry me the rest of the way. I had some hot salsa I shouldn't have had. I mean, at that point, you just got to tell the listeners. You got to tell the D-Aliens, hey, I got to go. Well, if the D-Aliens had listened to this podcast, they'll know what happened. Because now <laughs> we've just prefaced them on it. Now, uh, now, uh, one more thing I wanted to get into you. Uh, big doings last week while D-A was on vacation. Uh, you could hear him usually on Fridays when we do Breaking Bad News with Joey Waller. Joey Waller, who works at both CBS Sports Radio and WFAN on the Anchors. He, on Twitter, at Joey Waller, I'll give him the plug, every year, once a year, puts out a list he calls the Wallies. 
This was the third year for that list. What the Wallies are, his last name is Waller, is he picks the top 10 funniest people who work either as producers, assistant producers. Behind the scenes, guys. Yeah, behind the scenes or the update anchors. Okay, between our sister station, WFA, and between CBS Sports Radio, he compiles this list of 10 people. Now, there's a lot of people at work here. I would say there's at least 50 people in those roles, at least. At least. Boils it down to 10 who he thinks are the funniest. For the third straight year, Joey Waller has elected me number one between both stations as the funniest behind the scenes. Now, this is very self-serving of me to bring up, but this caused a lot of outrage and conversation because people thought I didn't deserve it the first two years, and now I came out and won it the third year. Now, by the way, the DA show had two representations on the list because Jay Berman made it, I believe, at the number six spot. I believe so. Which, good for Jay. Glad to see him on there. You were discussed as one of the first four out, a bubble team that had its bubble burst. I believe he called you the Monmouth of the list. Yeah, I I spoke to the committee, the head of the committee, Joey Waller, and and, um, he basically told me that I was there, but I just didn't make the cut. You know, it was kind of like Monmouth this year. Monmouth doesn't get in, and Syracuse does. Meanwhile, you, you know, you see Syracuse, despite their deep run, had a terrible year. I was a little insulted. I'm not going to lie. You were insulted? Just were you, a little were you bit. heartbroken or just insulted? No, I wasn't really heartbroken. But then when he broke it down and pretty much told me, you know, you deserve to get in, but I just couldn't put you in. That's essentially in being getting Mammoth. And, so. and there were names. And a lot of these guys, I, a lot of our listeners obviously wouldn't know some of these people because they're on WFAN, a few of them. But they might know some. Like Chris Lepresti is featured on updates uh, on CBS Sports Radio from time to time. One of the nicest people in the world you can meet. He made the list, I believe, in the top five, and that caused a firestorm here because people said, quite frankly, CeeLo will laugh at every joke, but he himself is not funny. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard CeeLo tell a joke. Okay. Did you have a problem with me at number one? You could say it to my face. Honestly, no, I didn't. What? I didn't have a problem with you at number one. I had a problem with Berman at six. I think Berman should have been funnier, higher. I think Berman's in the top three. Berman's hilarious. To me, anything that comes out of Jay's mouth, I'm laughing. So there you go. If that's really what you think, and Jay, you think should be three, I was voted one, and you were the uh, one of the first ten out, and DA obviously is not eligible because he's we, a host. We represented pretty well for the DA show. You would say that. If you're a DA show listener and you're listening to this podcast and you listen to DA show, and you like laughs, you probably get a pretty good representation of it between listening to our show as opposed to something in WFAN or or one of our other shows on CBS Sports Radio. I guess you could consider us all clowns then. We are we are a bunch of clowns. Now, true story, we've talked about Joey Waller being neurotic before. This is a man who now has admitted to the fact that he only buys Turkey Hill iced tea and he cuts it with bottled water because it's quote-unquote too sweet. He'll go out of his way to a supermarket 20 minutes away that only sells the pasta medley of Marie Callender frozen dinners because he's a man that lives at home with his cats and refuses to buy pots and pans to cook a fresh dinner on any given night. So this is the kind of insane man we're talking about. Now, on Twitter all week, he was telling us and telling his 300 Twitter followers that this list was going to come out at 5 p.m. Eastern. He was in here by 4.30 Eastern. So all knowing this, we all kind of were joking around about it. We went to look for him at his desk, and he wasn't there as the tweets... Uh, were firing out as the list was being released. Joey Waller, as neurotic as he was, went to some unknown location in this building and had these tweets already pre-drafted. So I don't know how they didn't leak, like, the bracket. He's lucky. And put him out, I guess, off his phone, or unless he had some weird laptop. 
from, he could have been in the ceiling somewhere in this place. Nobody could find him, and he refuses now to tell anybody where he went because he says, quote, I'm going to use the same location next year. How insane and crazy is Joey Waller? It kind of makes me wonder where the hell this guy went. There's not many options here. I mean, Joey's not going to send these tweets in the bathroom because he's a germaphobe too, so there's right. no way he's standing in there for any longer than he ha- has to. Right. The cafeteria's wide open for everyone to just walk right in. He wasn't there, though. And he wasn't there. So, I mean, um, would he go in the back to one of the sales desks and use one of their computers I or don't tweet know, from there? I don't know what he did and where he went, but he won't tell us. So, this is the kind of deranged individual we are working with here. But he did put out a nice list because I was number one. He really treated this like the NCAA bracket release. Yeah, he had some funny anecdotes in there as well. So, if you want to check out the revealing of that list, and maybe you don't care and we just wasted your time for the last seven minutes. But if you do, it's at Joey Waller on Twitter. And that's going to wrap up the Permission Granted podcast. For more Twitter plugs, you can follow Joe D at at Joe D CBS. And you can follow me at Mraz CBS. It's M R A Z C B S. You got that, Joe? Nope, I got it. I unfollowed you anyway. Do you know that? Did you really unfollow me? No, I didn't, but I will soon. All right, well, there you go. Now, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the Permission Granted Podcast. Thanks as always for listening and have a tremendous week and weekend.